If you're still on the hunt for a sports book to call home, bet the nonstop action of March Madness with MyBookie. Enter bracket contests for a chance to take home prizes of up to $25,000 or pick from a huge selection of straight bets, props, and odds boosts. Whatever your style, MyBookie makes it easy to play your way and get paid. Sign up now and take advantage of our generous welcome offer to score a massive first deposit bonus of up to $1,000. All you have to do is claim promo code MADNESS50. But the fun doesn't stop there. Get up to the minute odds, free bets, and expert predictions to help you decide who to put your money on. The best part about MyBookie? You can bet on anything, anytime, from anywhere. Use promo code MADNESS50, that's MADNESS50, to secure your limited-time welcome bonus today. Introducing Royal Caribbean's newest ship, Icon of the Seas, the ultimate family vacation. The ultimate six slides, eight neighborhoods, zero compromise vacation. The ultimate never done that, can't wait to do it vacation. The ultimate chillin' by a different pool every day of the week vacation. This is the Icon of Vacations, Icon of the Seas, arriving in 2024. Book today. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Good afternoon and welcome, everybody. This would be the Jeff Cameron Show right here on 93.3 Real Talk Radio and War Chant TV. Great to be with you. Good Monday. Hope you had a great weekend, and I appreciate you joining us. I'm Jeff. That's Tom. Director Matthew from afar today, but maybe <laughs> feeling a little under the weather he is. We're all right, though. We're all right. We're here with you, ready to roll. Good to be with you, in fact. You have a good weekend? You ready for tonight's national championship game? Kind of weird. I don't know why it feels like I'm. A, I'm going to watch it. Of course, it's uh, it's what we do. And uh, just to get it out there right now, I'm like 99 uh, of America. Right, we'll be rooting for uh, TCU. I assume that's just about everybody, unless you're a Georgia fan. And this has nothing to do with uh, being anti-Georgia or anything like that. It's just more like, hey man, TCU's playing for a national championship. That's pretty cool and insane. And really good for college football. Like I discussed last week uh, in the solo version of the show, I said, uh, Tom, we got what we needed, man. We got college football was infused with new life this year, and it couldn't have come at a better time, man. I, I Right as the Knowles rise back to uh, relevance and, and hopefully and beyond, college football also expanded uh, its competitive balance, and it had been seriously lacking. But you're, you're beginning to see the wane of a uh, dominant run from Clemson. Uh, you, you watched Alabama not be able to get stops and consistently struggle. Uh, still, still a good year, obviously, for them, but not by their standards, I suppose. They were, they were fallible. You saw the rise of Florida State. You saw LSU uh, become a much better team than we thought they were going to be. You saw a lot of surprises throughout the country. Like I thought the Big 12 was the most interesting conference in America this year. I bet if we had said going into the season that I think the Big 12 is going to be the most interesting conference week to week to watch and to follow, most people would have probably thought, no, nah, that, that's not accurate. That's not going to be true. It'll be the SEC again. It'll maybe be the Big 10. It won't be the Big 12. But I thought week in and week out, the Big 12 was the most interesting. And it was because, again, the competitive balance within that conference 
K-State was good, obviously, and you had a good start to the season and a collapse by Oklahoma State. Then you saw this TCU team do what they did, and obviously there's always Texas and Oklahoma and those teams. So I thought it was fascinating, and um, there was some balance there with Utah and the Pac-12 and USC's return to form, and uh, Washington was good and had one of the most productive offenses in the country. Oregon's always interesting. There was a greater story to be told in college football this year than in seasons past, and we had something to do with that too. And tonight I hope it's paid off by a TCU upset win, which would be, uh, I think, Certainly fodder for all of those who year in and year out don't think they have any chance in hell of being anywhere near that game. That's the thing is it makes it more tangible for us next year because I would argue that entering the season, and I'm sure Vegas would agree, if you look at last year's futures, that TCU was, was it 20 to 1? Yeah, something absurd. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We'll have better odds in the preseason next year than TCU had before this season. Yeah, well, they came in unranked. Yeah. Think about that. Yeah, yeah. Florida State will be preseason top 10, I think. Yeah. So if you were just thinking about, you know, as we were halfway through the season or maybe the 5-0 and start before we lose three in a row, and you say, man, the playoff is, is possible. And then there was a rude awakening of the three losses in a row. You're still not that far off. And the difference is, and yeah. this, is the, this is the conversation we're going to have all offseason is, are we a, a national championship contender or a playoff contender? Two very different things. But TCU... Brought that closer, that margin closer together than I thought it ever could be because typically the playoff is littered with blowouts in the semis, and then you may get a good game in the final, you might not. <laughs> you can't say semis without everybody immediately going, I see you rolled your way into the semis. Every- <laughs> Dios mio, man. Yeah, yeah. As soon as you say semis, not semis, if you say semis, everybody, I see you rolled your way into the semis is the first thing everybody thinks. <laughs> oh, that is good. That's what Michigan was saying to TCU, but then... Rude awakening. Yeah, Michigan, right? Well, Michigan almost had the ultimate nightmare happen, as we discussed. I mean, they almost, obviously, uh, they provided the shock of the college football playoff by losing to TCU and then had to sit and watch as Ohio State controlled most of the game against Georgia, thinking to myself, my God, if you're a Michigan fan, your worst nightmare is about to come true. You beat Ohio State at Ohio State with a freshman quarterback, and they're going to win the national championship. (laughs) That championship game would have been more entertaining. I don't care what happens tonight. This might be a classic. It might be an instant classic national championship game. But I was thinking the whole second half on New Year's Eve that, man, if Ohio State wins this, this is going to be bizarre. This title game is going to be the first of 50. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Well, it should be, I hope. An entertaining game. TCU has given us that all year long. They have provided a lot of entertaining games. I watched a lot of their games this year because early in the season, you could tell they were better than projected and there was real talent on that team. And there is a toughness to them that is enjoyable as well that I think most people have embraced. Uh, They've had, I mentioned it before, uh, I think it's six of their games. It might be ten. got to double check this. Decided by 10 points or fewer. I mean, all, all of their games seem to be games where they had to make comebacks or came down to the wire. I hope we get something along those lines. Now, since we last talked, I was off on Friday. Jared Verse, as hinted at numerous times on the Jeff Cameron Show, has returned, uh, and, and Florida State, obviously, the benefactor of that decision, one of many decisions that has gone in favor of Florida State. This is your daily reminder to appreciate the stage we're in. I'm fond of bringing up, ever since I became a parent, 
15 years ago, which is also odd to me, uh, at least in terms of how fast time goes, that everything is a stage. I remind myself that you have to. It's a good way of going through the good times and the bad to remind yourself that everything's a stage. When it's a good time, you can appreciate it more when you pinch yourself and look around. Take it all in. Take a snapshot in your mind and remember it. When it's something bad, when it's something that sucks, when it's something that is awful, you have to remind yourself this too shall pass. It is just a stage moving forward. Well, this is a stage we should revel in. If you're a, if you're a diehard knoll and you've been waiting to matter over these last five years, and if you've been waiting to not only matter but have a chance to be really, really good again because nothing feels better than being in the hunt for the, for the grand prize, and Florida State finds themselves now a team that many will look at as an outside contender next year for the national title. I don't think they're the team. Georgia will be that. Alabama will be that, right? Those are the teams that they'll talk about, rightfully so. Ohio State will be that. They've been in it longer. They've recruited longer. They've had a better depth of player for a longer period of time and a greater level of consistency, more importantly. But Florida State will be looked upon as a team that is right there knocking on the door about to say, hey, look at us. And that's a cool feeling. But remind yourself that this climb, as it's been dubbed by Mike Norvell, uh, has been an, an awful lot of fun and a, and a great ride to be on, but is also a stage because at some point you arrive. And when you arrive, it is a different feeling. When you're fending everybody off as you try to get to the top, it is a very different feeling than when you are hunting. When you are the one who is seeking to shock and to surprise and to overcome. And you don't often have a season like the one Florida State just had, followed up by the sort of kumbaya we saw with roster retention. And I can tell you, and we've been keeping you abreast all along on the show, of a lot of the efforts and behind-the-scenes uh, push to to get kids to, to consider coming back, you understand that it's not just that they love it here, and they do, and not just that they believe in the coach and his messaging and the coaching staff, they do, and not just that they've had success on the field uh, in the midst of this climb, which they have now this year provided that. But it's also that you have real money exchanging hands and ensuring that players are suitably motivated to consider coming back. Not only motivated to come back to Florida State, but maybe not go to another institution, other universities. And I don't know what's going to become of this system that we currently have in college football because it doesn't seem, to me, sustainable. But as we've watched the postseason take place, we've watched Florida State win the vast majority of the battles to keep kids on the roster or away from other rosters. I don't know moving forward if it's always going to go this way, so appreciate the stage that we're in because I can assure you there have been weighty efforts, some by our arch rivals, to try to dismantle this roster, and they have failed around every turn. Stick them in your mouth and suck them. Indeed. Indeed. And... There have been rumors of absurd dollar figures for nominal players. Vital to our success and depth, perhaps. Some of the players are pivotal 
and Florida State's future successes. Some are just depth players, guys that, you know, allow you to rotate a quality player in while you rest your starter, not even a dominant player. And others have efforted to bring them in to dismantle the roster. I don't care if it's an effort from a rival towards our players or if it's us towards other programs and their players. They're going to have to wrangle this, man. You cannot have a situation in which it's Boardwalk Empire and we've all drawn on each other at the gas station. You know, here we are. I'm trying to transport booze. You're trying to transport booze. And here we are pointing guns and my 10 guys and your 10 guys. We've all got a gun pointed at each other. This has got to stop, man. <laughs> Nobody can do business this way. We're all going to be dry. It's terrible. The booze has got to get to where it's going. Stop shooting my people and I'll stop shooting your people. You just got to find that one guy, the college football commissioner, this would be, <laughs> I want to control it Yeah, <laughs> as a business. We got to all agree here today at this table. <laughs> yes. Which I'm glad that you are now sitting here. Yeah. Forthwith. But we want to control it as a business. I mean, they got to, we got to get a handle on this. It's not going to work. It's not going to work. Uh, but it worked now. So... Wrap yourself in the joys of success one more time because Florida State has successfully, it would appear and continues to appear, uh, fend, had been able to fend off its chief rivals. Repeat them in your mouth, and suck them. <laughs> yeah, that's, uh, right. that's right, Mike. That's right. Whew. I'm glad. I'm glad. Uh, we're, we're, in, we're in good shape. Uh, you know, it's, it's, it's been, uh, you know, kids are going to, they're going to look around, and I don't blame the kids. Uh, if you get a phone call at your job or somebody reaches out to you through a third party or something and says, hey, uh, you like your job? Yeah, yeah, I like my job. Would you like to work here for triple what you're making there? I'm interested. You have my attention. Let's have this conversation. I mean, you're going to have the conversation. All of us would. It does create a resentment when you learn of these conversations and you find out who is having them, and you think, well, Man, there's no loyalty at all. <laughs> but it's also completely understandable. Z-Chan, what's up, baby? Howdy, gents. Happy Monday. I love the song that was played around the More Athletic Center this weekend. It was sweet to my ears. Also, your monthly reminder, 45 to 3. Love y'all. Woo! Thank you, brother. Yeah, it was a good weekend, and it was uh, it's 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 fun to see where uh, Florida State has uh, kind of built momentum on the heels of a great season, and they've been able to keep it up. And soon enough, we'll be able to put our guard down, be able to relax a little bit. Tom and I were talking about that early this morning. You just want to—I mean, the transfer portal stuff and the NIL stuff is fun. It's great to cover. It's wonderful content. Is it? Well, it's fodder. It's certainly fodder. I mean, oh, you it's do great have to content. Do it. Mm -hmm. Is it fun to cover? I don't know. This cycle is very unique for Florida State, yeah, though. Yeah. Because of the retention thing being novel, the battle's end being brand new. And then also, they're in a position where a lot of veterans were in between. I don't know that every offseason is going to have quite the collection of different things happening at once like this one did. This was a very special offseason. I think from now on, that import-export market is going to be a little bit more fixed. 
and you kind of know where you're going. Yeah, I think so too. I I think all of this is going to change, and we'll, we're in for that. Uh, but for now, we've navigated these waters well, and we're going to be come out the other side and be in a real good position. And um, here's hoping they figure something out with college football. I love the sport, and they had competitive balance this year more than most uh, this years, and, and it you know certainly seemed to bounce back from the previous season. Yeah, the thing that's going to be interesting in the next two to three seasons is when COVID eligibility wanes. What happens to the competitive balance? Does it return to its former state in which it's the Joneses, the two or three schools, or are there more upsets still because of the portal? Like I'm wondering, what is more responsible for the parity? Is it COVID eligibility because you got a lot of dudes, oh, 22, 23 year olds, yeah, yeah, 23 year old like, dudes, like out the there. NCAA tournament? You've got you know one and duns against you know a mm -hmm. fifth year point guard and three other guys that have been in the program for three plus years. That's always an interesting bet to make in March Madness. Is that happening? And is that why there's parity? Or is it because the transfer portal is spreading out? Probably a combination of both, Tom. Probably a combination of both. I, I do think we're going to see. We did have the, the larger discussion about what NIL could do. And it, it can be uh, a bit of an equalizer in that everybody is allowed to seriously go after somebody. I mean, like if you're Kansas State, you may not have the money that Alabama has or, or even the want that Alabama has to be great, but you do care and you're on the heels of a good season. And let's say you identify a kid, he's a local kid and he's being recruited by USC and Texas and Michigan and a couple other schools. And you're like, yeah, you know, you should come to Kansas state. You're one of ours. You're one of our guys. And uh, we've got a little bit of what for to offer you to make sure that that happens. You can win that guy. You can win that guy. They wouldn't have won that guy with just a scholarship offer in the past. <laughs> oh yeah, no doubt. And I, yeah. the hard part is until the system changes or has a cap on it, everybody's going to take a turn being desperate. And so every year, like Auburn for this year's was a great example. Signing day, we lost a kid. Maybe they were desperate to make Whoa. sure that they landed some yeah. high-impact transfers and or high school players. Uh, we saw Texas A&M. They were the first ones to throw their hat in the ring, and then all those kids left. I think they have 26, 27 departures in the borderless yeah. offseason. Yeah. Yeah. Miami, it feels like we'll be desperate every offseason. But there are going to be different programs that take turns resetting the market because they are just so starving to win. And how do you navigate that? Because it, it'll pop up at different parts of this southeastern region of the country, I would think, in the next two or three off-seasons. I didn't mention it, but we should note uh, Coach Hamilton gets his 600th win over the weekend against Georgia Tech. In truth, it's 622, and we should acknowledge that it's 622 because the NCAA is stupid. Uh, but, but okay, officially it's 600, and they had the montage for him. Uh, Lennon Hamilton, a class act and an all-time great coach in Florida State history, all-time winningest coach in Florida State history, and uh, a guy that um, a, a guy that deserves the honor. And it's good to see that the competitive. Speaking of competitive balance, they're they're back to being competitive. Uh, as guys got healthier and they kind of figured out a little bit of who they are, they're playing better. They're not a good team, uh, and they're not, in all likelihood, without a special kind of run, going to make the tournament. Uh, but they are now a threat to those that are. They are not a team people are going to want to play. I have a suspicion down the stretch as they get Baba back. They also have put themselves in a position to perhaps make a run. One magical week in Greensboro, North Carolina. Perhaps, or moreover, the Platinum Bohica is in play. The Platinum Bohica, I thought, was a lost cause. And when I answered those questions about whether or not it was obtainable, I thought undoubtedly we were doomed. Zero chance to beat Miami in basketball. But now I say, oh, no, nay, nay. We do indeed have a shot to achieve the platinum Bohica. I think what we need to do for that day of the game is carve out a space either in the parking lot outside of the TLC double C or to, to present 
or College Town, wherever. Well, present. Well, we could just have everybody who wants to be there for that specific event and call it Bohicaville. We can have Bohicaville that day. It would have to be a post-game celebration. I don't, but it's still, you know. Yeah, 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 yeah. You got to believe before the tip-off. You got to believe. You got to buy in. But we in. will not reveal the Platinum Bohicaville. No, no. Not before the game, but after the game, perhaps we could hold aloft. Since I don't feel like getting arrested and walking over to the Miami bench and handing them the Platinum Bohica. Wait a minute. You award it to... Oh, I'd never noticed that. Yeah, they get the... They get it. They get it. It's all the more offensive that they get to take that with them. Oh, that's You true. take that with you. Why don't you just take that with you? Considering the nature of the trophy, that yes, does make more sense. it's the sense. Platinum Bohica. Not something you want to receive. Jeff Cameron Show, 93.3 Real Talk Radio, War Chant TV. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo Concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Got your happy price, price line. <laughs> well played, live spectator. Does the War Chant budget include a special a special purchase at Xmart? <clears throat> I could bill Gene for it. He'd be like, what in the hell? That'll be some kind of expense report. I'm dropping this off here, Gene. Uh, don't ask questions. It has to do with the show. Well, you could you could place that in a line item document with like gas, 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 lunch, X mark, gas, 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 and then see. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we have plenty of uh, expense reports to send in. We've been traveling Jesse's. And we'll be right back in Orlando, my new favorite town, uh, in uh, September. Man, I can't wait for that game. This is going to be the hard part. This is the difficulty of rising back to prominence is that there are real expectations, and I'm giddy like a kid at Christmas opening presents. I want to know, what are we? Are we championship level good? Are we just good? We're still a year away from championship level good? And just good? Good's okay. Good's the present you asked for, but it wasn't the present you wanted. Oh, I did want that sweatshirt. You're right. I thought this was the trip to Italy at first. This is interesting, though, because um, this upcoming season would be the time to book the flight for the trip to Italy. I don't know that the year after that, with all you'll need to replace you'll be equipped to get on a plane to go to Italy. Like, you could probably get to <laughs> you London. you got to use this year's bonus for the trip to Italy now. Maybe Portugal, but, it, I mean, those last mm-hmm. few miles, few hundred miles, they matter. They matter. It's a big difference. This might be the year where you got to get with the getting. Well, I... I <laughs> also, Alabama, Georgia, among others, breaking in brand-new quarterbacks next year. So this is a good opportunity here, a little window well, I have a suspicion that the the quarterback that Georgia breaks in next year will be better than their current starting quarterback who's on the cusp of winning back-to-back national championships. So it's a little different story with them. Let's hope he uh, 
plays like the five ten buck eighty kid he is or whatever tonight and uh, and struggles. But he won't because he's tough. I got to give him all the credit. He's in the world. tough. He's a tough. He will not guy. tip you. No, he's, but he's he, tough. He's tough. Uh, I don't know, man. I I I go back and forth on what I think is going to happen tonight. The NFL was replete with really cool moments this weekend. Did you catch any of that? I know you were busy. Your wife was busy running uh, in the dopey over there in Orlando doing superhuman things and a tip of the cap to her. So what's it, a 5K, a 10K, and a marathon? Half and a full. Back to back to back. So it ends up being 48.6 miles. the most ridiculous thing of all time. And And that's the official count. You also do a lot of walking in between. Congratulations to her. I want to say that publicly. Jamie is a badass. I could, I don't, I mean, as I currently sit here now, I know I couldn't do it, but I wouldn't, I just, I wear the inner strength. It's not the physical part of that. It's the mental part of that, that I admire greatly. So the good news yesterday from an NFL standpoint, um, and she enjoyed it with me, pull it up on the phone every once in a while, is we were able to watch the kickoffs of the one o'clocks, yeah. which included the Buffalo kickoff, and that game was in Orlando. It was televised. Did you, I mean, come on. You got to be kidding me. That was dude. insane. And between that and the Indianapolis player who was his teammate in high school setting the ball down at the three, going, I mean. Oh, yeah. No, there was, was a uh, lot. There was a lot going on there. Yeah. Yeah, man. That uh, was amazing. The good news was that Minnesota had like a five way scenario to get to the two seed. Wasn't going to happen. Right. And then the Bucks were locked. Yeah, so, so they didn't there care. Was they not sat everybody much in the second stress half. Yeah. between our household as we were meandering around Epcot getting very many beverages. There was not a whole lot of stress there. We did get back in time to see, and she went to bed, uh, well deserved. Uh, I watched the third and fourth quarter of Green Bay and Detroit. Which Bravo, awesome. Detroit. Bravo. Dan yes. Campbell. Go. Uh, Detroit's like the most likable team in the league. They I want be Detroit. playing. I want a Detroit jersey. I almost want to give them our – take our spot. Take, we suck. Keep you playing. would kill us. You would kill us, Detroit. You should go. Yeah, I, I was so impressed with that. And it's just so good because Rodgers had been such a – for three weeks now, talking about it constantly. A little bit. A little, little bit. bit, and then had to deal with that and that sour puss look on his face, losing, walking off a of, he's forever walking off a of Lambeau field, losing in the biggest moments forever with some paltry, sorry amount of offense too, like last year in the playoffs against the 49ers. And now this, it was glorious. Did you see the Jamal Williams interview afterwards? I did, yeah. Man. And the way he played the game, like it was, the, it was fantastic. Everything culminated with that interview, but you could see it the way he was playing. He should have been flagged for taunting on his touchdown. Where it was, I was like, "Ooh, a little." I loved crust. it. I right. loved it. <laughs> loved it. It's such a likable team. It really is. Yeah, they call a hook and ladder. <laughs> I mean, they didn't get the first down on that play, yeah. but they might as well have. No, I, I I loved everything about it. There was a lot of cool stuff in the NFL yesterday. We had the Jamal Williams interview afterwards where he's crying about his granddad. He goes from crying about his granddad to suck it mode quickly. He He's in the middle of tears, and he's like, don't let these tears fool you now. And turns right around and, stop playing us, man. <laughs> Which was cool. The George Kittle thing was awesome with his 100-year-old grandma that he flies from the Iowa farm. She'd never seen him play. I have no idea about this. He has a 100-year-old grandma. She just turned 100 on January the 6th. So he flew her from her farm that she's lived on for eight decades to the game to watch him play. She's never seen him play. 
the entire stadium when she got to her seat sang her happy birthday. Sir, watch that alone. It's unreal. Could she appreciate it? Yes. Oh, alert, okay. solid as a rock. That's important. Oh, buddy. Because um, Detroit <laughs> did that for Gordie Howe yeah. once upon a time, <laughs> and it did not go well. Well, it's like when they rolled Steinbrenner out there it at the All-Star game. Yeah. He's drooling on himself and weeping. He's scared of the cold weather. You laugh to keep from crying in a bad way because <laughs> there's fear in Gordie Howe's eyes. He's, like, he's like, they're going to kill this? me. Why are they chanting? So I'm glad that she could appreciate Oh, she smiled ear to ear, birthday. and she was there. She's had 10 daughters. Oh my! They were with her. They were all like every. And Kittle came running over in uniform. It was awesome. He scored two touchdowns. Her husband didn't make it to a hundred, did he? <laughs> he wasn't there. So he wasn't there. Ten daughters. My, my God. God is right. But so you had that situation, which was really cool. What a phone bill! You got to give. Well, they're on a farm in the middle of Iowa. They're not calling anybody. They even have phone. They have a phone in Iowa. I'm I'm kidding. One of my best friends is from Iowa. Hey hey hey. So I also think it's worth noting that the Steelers have had, and I don't care about the Steelers, but the Steelers have had 16 straight non-losing seasons. They were 2-6 and six to start this year. And Mike Tomlin said, screw it, we're going with the Rook. And they finish 9-8. and eight. Dude, that guy can coach his ass off. There is just no getting around that. That is incredible. Think about how sorry the Steelers looked every time you watched them. Even in the midst of this winning streak, you couldn't take them serious. I didn't realize how intense he was. Did you see the He's viral awesome. video of the guy in the tunnel? He's yeah. like, good luck, Coach Tomlin. <laughs> I'm effing working Yeah, here. man, I'm effing working. Yeah. <laughs> and the guy was great about it. That yeah, he was, he cool. was like, that was awesome. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. People were like outraged. He's like, no, no, no it was awesome. was great. I love it. That's why he didn't lose. <laughs> My man's locked in. I loved it. I loved it. There were so many really cool moments. That game last night, the Buffalo thing was unreal. That gave me the chills. I'm not easily moved like that. A lot of that stuff is manufactured, but when he took it to the house, I went, oh. <gasps> Oh, my God, this is amazing. You know who didn't get the moment, though? It was Tony. Tony didn't, you know. Tony's like, oh, well, this is perfect. It's like, Tony, you let it breathe, my man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah Come you on, know, Tony. Yeah. It's all right. <laughs> <laughs> I had fun with, um, I'm going to tell you, I, I think at least four of the games yesterday had these moments where you're like, well, this is awesome. I Because the last weekend of the NFL is usually kind of, Mm, a lot of teams resting their starters, yeah, yeah. games that don't really matter. Well, the Chargers certainly didn't. <laughs> that guy's going to get fired. Man. What is with him? Speaking of getting fired, that's what happened to Cliff Kingsbury, and who mm. didn't see that coming? So They Cliff pulled a Glazer family because uh, Gruden was extended uh, over a decade ago, and they fired him the year he was extended. That's exactly what happened to Cliff. Yeah, well, it's a kiss-my-ass-on-main-street moment for him and Lovey Smith. Also, if you hire Lovey Smith to be your head coach, you should know you're going to have to fire him in an hour. Stop that. Secondly, the Texans have now done that year over year. One year, grand opening, grand closing. Get the hell up out of here. I want to be the Texans' next coach. I can win two or three games. Just roll it out there. Like, roll it out there, Roy. We'll win a couple. And then fire me and watch me take it to Tahiti. That's the end of that, man. I mean, goodness gracious, what a cool gig to be the Texans' coach where they have very high standards and no chance to reach them. Jeff Cameron Show, 93.3 Real Talk Radio, War Chant TV. Getting engaged is a moment worth cherishing. A one-of-a-kind ring that you design at Blue Nile can help your love sparkle. Just choose your diamond and setting. When you've found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Finding the right engagement ring can be nerve-wracking. At Blue Nile, you'll have the expert guidance needed and a diamond guarantee that ensures you're getting the highest quality at the best price. 
Cherish all of life's moments and save up to 30% at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. I believe next month, maybe later this month, The Hold Steady's new album comes out. About time. Ready for that. Joe, thank you very much. Appreciate you, buddy. Also, we've got a couple to get to that I mentioned or didn't mention. Excuse me. Uh, Marcus, I will be a huge Bucks fan this week for sure. Got a hat and everything. 313 Detroit on the map. Go Birds for the one seed. Happy Monday, fellas. So, Marcus, appreciate you. Ryan, my man, writes Happy New Year, gents. Catching up on the pod on one and a half speed so you guys sound like something from Tallulah on normal speed. Go Frogs. Woo! Yeah, yeah, I'm with you with the Go Frogs uh, tonight. How about the sensible, sensible kickoff time of tonight's Natty? I thought maybe the website had failed and it was showing me Central time when I saw I thought it was showing you like West Coast time or yeah. something. I mean, like I was what like, they did with the World Cup. Like, yeah, it's yeah. kicking off at yeah. 11 in the morning. Mm-hmm. No, it's not. No, it's not. That's no. Pacific. No. No, 7.30. Thanks, man. I'm old. We can't be out here kicking games off at 9 o'clock. What are we doing? If it's the same broadcast structure as the megacast for the semifinals, once again, semis. <laughs> See, Dios mio, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, ESPN News is the channel that has the wirecast with only the stadium sounds and the PA announcer. Oh, beautiful. And it's Just watch delightful. the game. Yeah, you don't yep. have to listen to nonsense. Beautiful thing. But 7.30, I'll make the whole thing. I'll see it all. A lot of times this is, uh, I got to do the, well, we got a business decision to make here. How do you feel about the 13? TCU plus the 13. I haven't felt a particular way okay. at all. I uh, I haven't I haven't been moved. You haven't at one point thought, that's a lot of points. Well, 13 points? I feel like player for player, George is better across the board, and I could see why that number is what it is, but... There is a toughness to that TCU team, and they get down a lot, and they always come back. They'll make it a game when that happens. And so, I i mean, I am fairly indifferent. I am leaning towards TCU. I like to see the underdog a lot of times, especially if I don't have a preference. I'll just pull for the underdog. I think it's good for college football if TCU could win, frankly. I do. But Georgia just won last year. I don't need to see anybody, unless it's Florida State, win back-to-back championships. Nobody needs to be winning back-to-back championships unless it's us winning back-to-back-to-back-to-back-to-back or something like that. Then the whole country and the world can hate us, and I'd be like, suck it. That's great. Love it. But other than that, I don't want to see anybody win back-to-back championships, so go TCU. It just, I think the working theory for Georgia, if you're trying to tell a story of why they would blow this team out, not only do they have better players, they better players is a good place to start with that story. But well, they, I mean, they do against most other teams, and yes, they, they, do. they laid some eggs this year. They did, where they well, still escaped, and they got Mizzou is the you know yeah. the big one. And then if you you're correct, they don't look at game control anymore in the college football playoff. But if you're talking about oh who yeah, we would have had the flow in <laughs> hockey. Who carried the the action? Yeah, Ohio State was setting the tone. For oh, a good Ohio portion State of that game. won three quarters of that game. Correct. So that is the lesson learned, and they won't make that mistake again against an inferior team to Ohio State. In terms of talent, 
on the offensive side of the ball. So I also that would thought be how they, you get there. Yeah, and I also thought they caught Ohio State in a bad way. What I mean by that is Ohio State had been told for weeks leading up to that, you suck, you're a bum, Ryan Day. You just got housed at home by Michigan again. This is ridiculous. You know, you don't deserve to be. And they're like, whoa, 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 whoa. And it was partially history. It was partially the history of it, which is the average margin of victory for a semifinal game, Dios mio, man, mm. was around 20 points. So it was like, who is going to get blown out this, you know, on this semifinal Saturday? Who's going to get blown out today? And the candidate was Ohio State. That was the most obvious candidate. They'd been blown out before in the playoff. Well, the it ended up. Are we having a weird internet issue here? I don't know what's going on. There's something happening here. It's just like kind of folks are chiming in saying this is is uh, not working properly. So we'll have to double check on what's happening with the audio. It's no good. You guys, let us know when it's fixed. Let us know if things are. Working out. I think the radio audience is fine, but the interwebs are uh, a could problem. Could be. Yeah. yeah. I don't. I don't know. Uh, I don't know what the deal is there. But uh, don't you worry though. If the issues persist, the uh, JCS podcast is available on true. all of your platforms, and it will be delightful. I want to go back for a second. Uh, Jared Verse deciding to come back. Yes, he had to have. I mean, in my mind. Had to have been offered, obviously, a, a hellified incentive. But also, I wonder what he heard from the league. I want to know what he heard from the league. Uh, I don't know. I, I would love to have that conversation. I don't know that I'm going to be uh, – maybe I will. I mean, he's a straight shooter. I interviewed him to start the season. You recall that. And I love that he was so forthright and candid in that interview about – what he expected to do, what he hoped to do, what he thought we should know about him. So maybe I'll get another chance this year to talk to him before the season and ask him just kind of what he, what all he weighed and how serious it got in terms of NFL offers. And, and in terms of uh, projections, excuse me, not NFL offers. I, I'm talking about offers here from the battle's end and then thinking about yeah. what where he was projected because that's a it's interesting it's, it's not a surprise we've been talking hinting at it for weeks but it's an interesting decision i just wonder how specific they get these days with your draft grade quote unquote i remember ernie sims working with him and he said it was simply a phone call you get a phone call here's what it is click you know there's no nuance to it it's just you don't know who did it you just know this is mm. what the grade is i wonder if they speak to jared from whatever nfl grading system that they come from and they say we think you're going to land here, but here's the range. Like, do, you, do they give you a range and a floor? Because there's so many high-profile examples, Aaron Rodgers being one of them, of a dude sitting in the green room expecting to go top 10, and then they're just there for yeah. hours and hours and hours. So I wonder if they prep kids that might be a first-round grade, borderline, but you could fall to the third. Like, Do they say those words, and does that have an impact on the process? Well, hearing something uh, as far-reaching as, you know, there are some teams interested in you. We, we've deduced uh, late first, but uh, it's more likely that you're going to go mid-second or could go early third. I mean, that's such a wide array of opinions. I mean, th that's and paydays. A, oh, well, I was going to say, that's a very different-looking paycheck. So, I don't know, man. I, that would be a really difficult ask. If, if you end up hearing, hey, could be first round, well, okay. Do I really want to go back and play college football if I might be a first-round pick? But how seriously are you are you taking that evaluation and and do they give you percentages and odds and everything else like it's more likely that you're going to go early third? Well, then hell yeah, I'm coming back probably. It's it's, it's interesting. By the way, I didn't mention it. The uh, kicker from ETSU, baby, we got us the transfer kicker from 
Johnson City, Tennessee. I'll have to sit down with him before the start of the season and compare notes of how much things have changed uh, many moons ago that I was in Johnson You've City. got a lot of work to do. I do. Because there's Fentrell Cypress, Due Cypress, who's Rock Hill, South Carolina. So uh, you, have a conversation about my favorite city in South Carolina. You're going to be like our guy from Virginia Tech just going down the line. Smiling. Hey. hey, hey, my guy. What was it like living in the only decent city in South Carolina? Surrounded by all those sorry roads and people afraid of Muslims. What was the average radius of your travel outside of Rock Hill? Yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm not counting the beach. And, not, and we're not counting North Carolina yeah, either. Yeah, so yeah, basically yeah, yeah, to yeah, the yeah. south and to the west. <laughs> How far would you go? So there's that. And then I could, uh, I obviously will sit down and compare notes about Johnson City. Uh, that's, this young man got to play outdoors. I was in the mini dome and artificial turf as hard as a rock he got to play outside was that like what idaho's dome looked like tiny it was the mini dome it was it was nicer yeah. than idaho's dome they also played basketball games there and it was an awesome place to see basketball hmm. they used to have to draw the curtains in like where they cut off part of the so they made it really yeah more yeah. of a iona had that too more of an intimate atmosphere and you know in those days I'm sure patino's expanded it since then they had they had i mean they had a squad when i was there and um, you know that's that's the Calvin Talford, Mr. Jennings team that I've brought up before that provided a lot of upsets in the NCAA tournament. They were a fun team to watch. Uh, they could, they played with everybody. I remember that. And Has your fun. brain flipped to that yet? Does it do so after tonight's championship game? Because Basketball? You're, you're talking about March Madness and upsets, and, and I'm thinking, my God, that just feels so foreign, knowing that Florida State and realizing mm. with great vigor that Florida State is over 500 in ACC play. That's great. Like, they are a different team than they were yeah. three weeks ago. There's no question. It's still this they're is, not great, but they're 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 much better version. This is the sport we all have one. This is the sport where if my team isn't legit, like really good or in the mix, it's tough to watch other games. I will always watch Florida State basketball, but it's tough to watch other games when Florida State is having a rough season. So I want to bring this up. Georgia Tech comes into the TLC Double C. On Saturday, they had a three-game win streak against us. We snap it, win the game. Um, play. They just beat Miami at home yeah, earlier in yeah. the week. Uh, they're a one and four away from home, and they really struggle when they're not in their own backyard. So that that's Florida State put it on them, and that's all great. And we can get into the numbers, and I do that usually after every game. And I haven't done it as much this year because it just felt like it was a, we were on a road to nowhere, which is really frustrating. And disappointing because I think a lot of that could have been avoided if the bogus NCAA suspension of Baba Miller hadn't happened, which we all know about because I think he's going to be their best player or certainly one of in the conversation. Matthew Cleveland's bounced back nicely. Kudos to that young man who started this year as dreadfully as you possibly could. I got to believe he was hurt like everybody else on the team. But here's what I would say. College basketball sucks. It is a dreadful product. It is borderline unwatchable. RS is in the jackpot now, okay? And I don't know if it's the bitterness that's left over from the way this season started for us in, in Florida, at Florida State. The last time you had this take, we were in that dearth of... No, I, no but it, they also... Okay. The, the sport as a whole, if you recall, went through that season where nobody could make a shot. Remember that? Every time you tuned into the games, it was like watching women's basketball. It was dreadful. Nobody could shoot. You're like, this is, Jesus, what are we doing here? Guys, wide open 15-footers, clang. It was awful. Poor decisions, turnovers. 
Peso, everything sucked. Brickfest. It was a brick festival, and it is again. I try to watch these games. I don't know if it's just because the NBA is so good right now. The depth of talent in the NBA is so good right now. That's a problem you have, too, when you watch the pros left and right making shots. Well, yeah. watching the – yes, but there are so many stars in the league right now. I mean, it, you could – any given night, you just flip around to a game, you're like, beast, superstar, awesome. There are so many I – mean, it's true. Is that so? Yeah, oh, yeah. The league is littered with talent right now. They've never – it's unbelievable. But that's, that's a side note. College is never, you know, we never compared their shooting ability to the NBA shooting ability. We know those guys are the creme de la creme of the people who play basketball in the world. They're all there, right? We got it. So it's unfair to look at some sophomore in college and try to compare him to, you know, Devin Booker. You're not going to do that. You're not going to, you know, all right, I got it. But when I watch games now, I, I there was a game on the other day. I flipped. I can't, who was it? See, it's very forgettable. Anyway, I was flipping around, watching two different college basketball games. I, for some reason, I think Tulsa was on. I watched for five minutes, and nobody scored. Nobody scored. I might as well have been watching soccer. Nobody scored, and I like soccer. That, I was sitting there watching that going, there have been nine straight empty possessions. Nine straight empty possessions between these two teams. What kind of nonsense is this? Nope, oh, we got a whistle underneath. That's a three-second violation. All right, another turnover for Tulsa. Four out of five possessions. It's I think a lot of people, I will say this, if people do not share, and that's all right, you don't have to share my opinion about college basketball. A lot of people love college basketball. I used to love college basketball and have kind of spent the last 10 years kind of, it's a it's a wave. It's sometimes like, oh, we're on the crest. This is good. Yes, it's a year-by-year problem. It really is. Yes. It really is. And so I, I noticed some years I'm like, oh, okay, good. We're, we're having a good year. All right, there's some balance here. This We're having a good year. Other years I'm like, man, this is a chore. This is awful. I can't watch this. These two teams can't shoot. And then they had the year, you recall, where Billis was talking about it every day. That there were points of emphasis that they gave their officials, and the game was unwatchable because there was never a yeah, flow yeah. to the game. There was never a flow to the game. Actually, one of the good years in the last 10 was the year that Miami was really good. That season was was an excellent one. We weren't good that season, but I remember that because I was thinking, man, they're a part of this. They're a part of the fun. I want to be a part of the fun. Yeah, and then yeah. we were again, but I digress. Well, it's it's upsetting to me because I want to love college basketball. It serves you well to love college basketball because when football ends, you're starving and you're ready to go. And obviously, the NFL and the playoffs and everything's still coming up. I don't want to say that it's all over now, but I, it just it doesn't feel like that's going to be a comfortable fallback. Hour number two, forthcoming. Stay with. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to Caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at Caskers.com.